that, and welcome to the Pitch for Pitch podcast, the only podcast where two pitches enter and one pitch leaves. Each week, we compete to pitch your craziest pop culture story ideas. With me today, I have not that Oprah, but he still has a book club, Mr. Oprah. Hello. All right. And I am that one guy, you know when you see people walking by and you hear them whispering and you're like, oh, that's me. They're not talking about you. They're talking about me. I am Terry Smith. And today we're going to be pitching a special Disney POV episode. Yes. So that means the bad guys, the side characters, their point of view and the stories that we don't get to see or the ones we did see and we're going to make up better ones. Welcome to my domain, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't know Transformers, but you know Lion King. I know Disney. <laughs> Disney in, in general? <laughs> okay, if you say so. Uh, <laughs> let's start out with some fun pitches. What do we got today? So I asked everybody out of the fans, and I said, come up with some Disney pitches for me. I need some bad guys. I need some side characters. What are the kind of Disney pitches you want me and John working on today? And what we came up with is, number one, Flounder and Sebastian. Yeah. Their side movie. So Buddy Cops. Buddy, oh, <laughs> Right off the back. Yeah. Buddy cops. Yeah. Okay. Who's the... So, is it a twist, though? Is Sebastian actually the, the bad boy cop? Or is he the veteran, like, very no, much... Sebastian's the, the veteran. He is... They are the same characters. Yeah. But Flounder is not the rookie who has the devil-may-care attitude. No, He's no, just no, 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 no. There's no, there's no devil-may-care attitude. So, there's He's, good cops? No. <laughs> He's... He's the... He's the... Kind of... The, the green kid. Okay. Sebastian's a little jaded. He's done this before. Okay. Flounder's the kid who's coming up, and where in most m- movies you end up with, oh yeah, you have the you have the the gruff, the gruff guy who is kind of put up with the job, but he's good at it. Okay. And the the juxtaposition to that character, character the foil. Okay. In this, you have Sebastian, who's a mellow kind of very straight-laced person and flounder who's kind of a goofball is he kind of a goofball flounder yeah yes isn't he just kind of like i don't know ariel we shouldn't do that yeah he's timid but he's also like he he's like a 10 year old okay all right so just good cop isn't like actually good at his job and bad cop like actually actually bad at at his job yeah (laughs) i like that kind of of just learning learning the ropes i'm pretty sure i've been pitching that sitcom for years (laughs) The the big question though is what got stolen. Oh, so they're after thieves, not they're a murder mystery. No, not a murder mystery. So what was stolen? The trident. Was, of course, was it the trident? Of course, there it's is, always the trident. There is no other MacGuffin that anyone would recognize from Little Mermaid other than the crown or Ariel's clam bra. That is it. Those are the only two things <laughs> we cannot do. It. Somebody stole the princess's bra. What do we do? And that's why I say trident because if it's the crown, it's just an expensive thing. If it's the trident, it's like doomsday weapon. Like shit, we need to get this back. Yeah. It's All control over half of the sea. <laughs> exactly. So it's Although important. if it's the crown, it's the control over the other, other half is, of is the sea. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Really? Is yeah. that like, like canon? That's canon, yeah. Out that's, of the Disney yeah. world? Really? Yeah. Because, yeah. Ursula, Ursula and Triton's dad, uh-huh. when he died, he gave Poseidon, half of the right? power. Yeah. Yeah. If... If you're, sure. if you're assuming... We don't know that that's oh, established, but... Whatever following Greek mythology yeah, is Poseidon. That it's Triton and then Ursula got the other half of the power, the trident was Triton's symbol of authority. Yeah. The crown... Was supposed to be Ursula's. Was Ursula's. But he took both. He, no. No, no, no. She started abusing her power, power, so Triton overthrew her. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. yeah so he, and, he did take yeah, it. Though. Yeah, he huh? took it. Yeah. You, yeah. Not like but he, front, did, but... he didn't, like, deceive his sister into accidentally giving up her I power. Didn't, I didn't know... I knew I knew the sister thing. I've seen those fan theories. I didn't know how how 
the backstory went Keep so in-depth with the part, powers. Part of me is going off of the, the Little Mermaid Broadway musical. <laughs> because the Little Mermaid Broadway musical? Yeah, man. Who's have her sitting in a, like, a pool the entire time? What is that play? No. <laughs> I'll show you later. Is it, is, it, is it better or worse than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? Better. What about Thundercats on Ice? Better. Oh, okay. Well, I, didn't well, know it was, I didn't know it was so good. Probably equal to Thundercats on Ice. I mean, what could be better excellent, than Thundercats? Excellent. Excellent theater. Yeah, what could be better than Thundercats on Ice? <laughs> okay, so so it's a buddy cop movie, and they're after one of the halves that control the scene. Yeah, yeah. Who took it? That's a good question. One of Ariel's, like, uh, illegitimate children? sister? Is it one of Eric's siblings? Well, yeah. Eric doesn't have any siblings. It's but... always got to be siblings, you know what I mean? Like, there's just no other characters in a Disney story. One of the seven dwarfs took it. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, uh, a deep sea divey. You no, know? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the parents from Frozen took it. Because <laughs> they crashed to the bottom of the ocean. Flynn Rider took it. <laughs> oh, 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 I like that one. Okay, so someone takes it and they got to go after it. So, it doesn't matter if they take the trident or the crown. Either way, it's super powerful. That was my here's, whole thing. Here's the it? trick. Okay. It was never missing. Oh. <gasps> Triton and Sebastian set it up so that Flounder could be to Ariel what, what Sebastian is. Ah, oh, it's to, it's to make him a better. It's to um, make him a good cop. Yeah, it makes it, it makes him a good cop. It kind of gets him better into his role. It's like a it's a mission because listen, Sebastian can't do it. She doesn't listen to Sebastian, but she listens to Flounder. You need to be better, and it's a whole setup. Even though she lives on land, and not. although I don't know the second and third one. Do they go back to the ocean? I think no. I think her. I think their daughter goes back to the ocean, or just goes to the ocean. No, no. no. When do they go back to the future? That's a good question. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't see they didn't go back. So I'm saying she goes to the ocean, doesn't go back to the ocean. Right. She was never in the ocean. Correct. She had feet. <laughs> what? What's it called again? A tail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so next one up is similar vein, Miko and Flick from Pocahontas. That is the raccoon and the hummingbird, in case you didn't know. My wife had to educate me. When I saw this pitch, I was like, who the heck are Miko and Flick? And then she flicked me in the head, and she was like, from Pocahontas. Yep. As you guys have probably caught on to, I'm not gigantic into the Disney movies. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is clearly Oprah's um, non to plumb. Mine is everything else in media. <laughs> so what is Miko and Flick? Miko and Flick. It's it sounds kind of like Lilo. Lilo and some of you in the crimes jump straight to crimes. Well, first of all, have you seen Pocahontas? They're definitely thieves. The it... whole point is they they steal things from the boat. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not, not the pick... whole point. But like I did a not huge... pick up on that at all. I thought it was like Fern Gully. Where no, like the, where the humans are destroying the forest. That too, but like Miko and Flick are just they just steal stuff. Makes sense, because it's a raccoon. Yeah. Do hummingbirds take things? No, but Flick takes things. <laughs> okay, that's why, like, they're buddies. Um, and I think I think it's just during Pocahontas, rather than, oh, this is its own heist movie, and it's a really elaborate heist. It's just, like, stealing food from the boat. And how did they, how did two animals plan it? Because <laughs> you have your built-in antagonist in the pug that's on the boat, whose name I cannot think of right now. Uh, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I do. It's Frenchy. Is it? No. Because <laughs> I was going to say Bulldog, but it's a pug. <laughs> it might, no, I think it's a pug. Let us know on Twitter how wrong we are about this one. <laughs> so so you got the built-in antagonist, and he's the rich guy that they're stealing from. Yes. 
and it's a it's a heist movie. It's like El Dorado almost. They're the yeah, lovable rogues. A, a pretty a pretty classic heist movie. Do we make it a musical though, no. Oliver and Company style? No, no, no. You okay. have the whole plot of Pocahontas going on in the background. Yeah, it's like it's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, like they did with Lion King one and a half. Exactly. But Miko and Flick. Yes. So it's more of a comedy where the other one is like a straight up sequel. This yes. is how he becomes. Yes. Okay, because that one's more like the Finding Dory, not trying yeah. to keep it like fish or whatever, although it does work. <laughs> and you definitely have to have a cameo by Dory, or have her show up in the Pocahontas one, which is an even bigger twist, not even animated the same way. <laughs> Very different. Also, not animated the same way as Mermaid either. Correct. Listen, Disney's hard. <laughs> also, not even the same studio. <laughs> what are they taking? Food. Is it so? It's but I think like as you progress through the film, it's bigger and bigger stuff. Like the mm-hmm. first time, it's just a cookie. Like they got yeah. the crackers, yeah, yeah, and they're slowly working their way up. They're working the up feast to dinner. Happens, yeah. right? Yeah, they're working up to like the. It's the, a single the final day, dinner, right? Yeah. It's a single day. It's the first day. It doesn't even go through the entire plot of Pocahontas. No, it goes no, through the it's first, just the that first interaction. And the thing is, we already know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. because you you know how Pocahontas goes. I don't know how Pocahontas okay. goes. I know in real life, yeah, no, it doesn't no, end well. No, for it doesn't. It doesn't not like the real Pocahontas. And then and then Pocahontas goes to England still though, because that still happened. But it was the second John Smith, not the first John Smith, right? Correct. Okay. Why were there so many John Smiths? Because they didn't have any names. <laughs> <laughs> they had two names. John, John and Smith. Smith. <laughs> so you are either John Smith or Smith John. Or Miko and Flick. <laughs> or Miko and Flick. Um, and so you get you get Miko and Flick stealing food, 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 food. Yep. But you know how they get out. So everything has to be about the plan and making it happen. Right. I still don't know how they get out though. They, no, no, but you see it in Pocahontas. I, if but, you were if you were to culture yourself, you would know. I'm asking what happens. I don't know. It's, it's, a, stand, it's a pretty standard escape. They okay. run through legs, they oh, hop off the side oh, of the boat. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I thought there was some like big event no, that happened. No, 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 no. And then I'm like, I don't remember. It's like no, 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 no. the raccoon dies. It's so touching. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that how it ends? No. And the little raccoon babies are like, oh no, he was a mom the whole time. No. no? Stop oh. it. I'm not trying to make this sad. It's touching if you do it though. <laughs> but yeah, you, you give you give basically a comedy heist mm-hmm. and it just you can end it on them eating just this enormous Yeah, meal. it ends with them like they think that they didn't get anything and you look and it's like, No, they got yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, it's they like they get chased out, and all of the silver dishes are on top of the platter still. Yeah. And then when they sit down Th- to that's dinner, that's the twist. They're like, "Oh, we did. They didn't get the dinner. They got. They got away, but they didn't get the dinner. It's all fine, guys." And then they open up, and it's and all there's gone. Nothing there. And they're just sitting there, like the Neil Caffrey. No, I got all of it. Yeah, exactly. It's a white collar reference, if you guys. Yeah. I'm See, impressed. I am cultured. I just don't own Disney. Uh, <laughs> special segment sponsor this. How do we sponsor? The Sebastian Flounder buddy cop film. Ooh. They don't do it anymore, but you definitely do a gigantic tie-in with McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is, this you get is, plates, like, you get cups, you get... Yes, the, you bring back the plates. And, what happened to the plates and cups? You used I, to be able to get a whole... You want to know what they haven't? They're still in my pantry. Because <laughs> I still have every them. Every film, wasn't even just Disney movie. Every film that came out, you get a full dining set. Yeah, from McDonald's. <laughs> it's a full plastic dining set. And no, they were, not they're even, durable. Not, they weren't even all plastic. Oh, you're talking about the glass ones. I had glass you're ones. Talking, you're talking about like the, the high quality. Like you, still, had... you have to go into a McDonald's and say, I would like these $30 glasses, Exactly. Please. I have a Batman Forever mug that's older than I am. Yeah. 
Batman Forever came out in like 1998. Yeah. I don't even know how it was this old, but it ca- they manufactured that 10 years before the movie came out. Yeah. And then they gave it to McDonald's. They're like, here, give this away with a toy. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. And they had all the plastic plates for like Hercules. Yep. And so, like, they just, I, I miss those days. So we do that. We do a full on. We yeah. bring it back. You brand it with McDonald's for sure. Yep, for sure. Coca-Cola, even though Coca-Cola isn't available under the sea, it's only, it's only Dr. Pepper. You can't get a sponsorship from Exxon. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for the not for the ocean one. <laughs> they haven't destroyed the rainforest completely yet. <laughs> Even though that's not where Pocahontas takes no. <laughs> I know geography. Have you been to New England? No. <laughs> I left Michigan once and that was to go to Florida and I'm never going back. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> I ate a crab while I was there. Not in a restaurant. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> was it cooked? No comment. <laughs> so, so we go McDonald's route. We want cups. We want plates and the chintziest toys possible, but the biggest toys possible. Like they, like people remember them being good toys. They weren't big toy. They weren't good toys, but they, they were, were big. Yeah. They were just huge. You could like fit them in your hand. So you get like a full size trident. It's just, it just scrolls out. You get a full size trident. Telescopic trident. Yeah, but it's made out of French fries. Oh no 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 no. It's an inflatable one. Oh, you just yes, you, you blow, blow it, up. it up. Yes, yes, that's good. That's good. And then you get like the Ronald McDonald tie-ins was the second line of toys. Movie's already been out for three months, but when it comes out on DVD, now you have the French fry trident. Yeah. Then you have the Hamburglar, but he's dressed up like the bad guy who stole the trident in yeah, the movie. The, the two-piece plastic Ex- fused together. Toys. Exactly, exactly. And then I think you do a spinoff TV show. <laughs> Isn't that just the Little Mermaid TV show? Yeah, but, but, but like, again, like, back in the day, remember when they always used to do a TV show out of the yeah, thing? Oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah. Lion King, the TV show, Aladdin, the TV show. This is Flounder and Sebastian. It's if they were still cops, even though the whole contrivance is that they don't need to do that again. Right. But then they actually do but it they, in the show. But they keep doing it because yeah. they enjoyed it. Exactly, exactly. It's just them solving it. mysteries under the sea. And under the sea, you know, that's what it's called. Under the sea. And uh, ocean's a big place. You know? Ocean is a big place. Yeah. So, like, you can go to other cities. You, you get an Aquaman tie-in. It's like, Disney Disney owns, owns you know, Marvel. They don't own DC, but, you know, good cross-promotion. You got a chance there. Isn't the parallel of the King Triton a, a Aquaman villain? Kinda. Yeah. Or, like, Aquaman's, like, mom. Yeah. Was, like, like the queen of Atlantis. Yeah. Aquaman is the, the yeah. parallel yeah. to Triton. No, 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 no. Because he has, like, a half-brother. Yeah, his half-brother, Ocean Master. Yeah. yeah. He's the parallel to... Yeah, but, like, he's not... He's, he's not, not the, more like Triton. Who's the one who... Who's the one who's, like, technically the rightful heir? Aquaman is the technical okay. right heir. Okay. It goes to Ocean okay. Master because okay. he's not there. Okay. Because he was raised as Arthur Curry on land. Gotcha. You want to talk about Aquaman instead? Like, no. This would be the Aquaman podcast? I got Aquaman. It's still a... No, that's not Disney. No, it's not that's, Disney. That's DC. <laughs> it's Warner Bros. <laughs> we're out of... We're out of my element. <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> so then, how do we sell Miko and Flick? How do you, how do you sponsor that? Drones. <laughs> what? Hummingbird drones. Okay, what about the raccoon? RC cars. We bring back RC cars. Real raccoons. <laughs> Every three tickets you we buy, we train raccoons. <laughs> you get a trained raccoon. No, 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 no. You get. Reverse pickpocketed with like a one dollar off to this movie. <laughs> Where's the raccoon coming to play? Or these separate the raccoon, ideas? No, the raccoon does the reverse pickpocketing. <laughs> They're a plant. They plant. They plant coupons. <laughs> okay. 
No. What was that movie that Bruce Willis played a raccoon over the hedge? Okay. I have nothing to how go did on. They, how did they market that besides just ads? The raccoon stole stuff. From, like, the real world? No. As the movie still. <laughs> I don't remember oh, how they you marketed could, that. You could do that. Steal like, stuff? Like, no, like Fortnite. Like, this this big piece of something went missing oh, at this popular venue. Yeah, it's a big raccoon thing. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't sell that one. <laughs> no. no. K- kids aren't like, I love raccoons and hummingbirds. Yeah. They're cool animals. As an adult man. <laughs> But, like... It's because one looks like a classic thief. <laughs> <laughs> you do a Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper tie-in. You just basically copy Sly Cooper, but it's the raccoon. Sly Cooper is, like, his older brother. <laughs> so it ties into this Sony, like, universe. <laughs> sure. I, cause, yeah, it's a Sony property. Yeah, because Sucker Punch made that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. No, you couldn't. No, I can't. <laughs> it's not as good as McDonald's. You know what? It's just sponsored by Coke. <laughs> it's the classic. You just the raccoon at one point steals one of the the Englishman's drinks, and it's just a Coke Cola. It's just a Coke can. Gotta have my Coke. All right, <sighs> Terry. We're getting into the showdown. You're gonna make me go first this I'm time. I'm gonna make you go first this time. Uh, this was so hard for me. So, full disclosure. I did a lot of research for this one because, again, like, well, I've seen Lion King and I, I know Hamlet. So, like, I know the story of Lion King. I'm not as versed in Disney. So, like, I, I, that's why I knew Lion King one and a half. I watched that. <laughs> I got caught up on a lot of that. I watched some of the Lion King show, which was Timon and Pumbaa. Yep. Actually, really good. Like, it was, it was a very fun, fun few hours. I didn't watch the whole series. I watched a couple episodes. And then, uh, again, more disclosure is that there was a Cracked After Hours that was all about um, bad guys' point of views. Um, which probably where the, some of the pitches came from, like those were some good pitches, but they do a whole section on scars POV. Yep. I'm going to hit, hit some of the same points. Mine is still very different. I'm pitching that as a film, yep. but just so you know, so mine is, if you haven't guessed is the lion yeah. King. So, so we're clear. I did give him uh, a nice, uh, softball right down the center of the plate on this one. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nice meatball. I offered, I was like, listen, we could do a challenge pitch for, just like we did on the Civil War episode where we both do Lion King. And you said, no, I want to do my own thing. So don't say, like, you gave it to me, okay? You could have had it easy. I'm just saying, you did research that was basically somebody else telling you what to say. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue that because that's kind of what I did. <laughs> so listen, this is my Lion King POV of Scar. Okay? So we open up. Children, it looks like Lion King 2. It looks like young Scar, his son, and and Simba's son playing. Except for it's not. This is young Scar, young Mufasa. And their dad, other lion name here. What's the grand, word for grandfather in Swahili? I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm not going to try even if I did. So, Galvatron. <laughs> transformed. So, gigantic lion. Like, this is going to be a thing. Like, he's going to look Liger-esque. So, like, his mane is a little bit weird, but he's clearly their father. Mm-hmm. And he's doting over them. It's the it's the Odin aspect. It's yeah. Loki and Thor, yeah. my two sons. Yep. One day, you will rule this kingdom together. Yep. And Scar's like, yeah, my big brother. That's Mufasa. Yep. And Mufasa's like, listen, I'm going to do this my own kid. Yeah. And that's when he starts to pull away is when he learns that he probably is the rightful heir. Yeah. So his dad dies, and he doesn't even give Scar a chance. Scar's like, no, you would be a good king. And he's like, I know that. You shut it. You're weird. You're right. I will be a good king. Yeah, your mane's not red. And I was like, why is your mane red? Like, lions don't have red manes, but, like, 
they do in this movie. Also, there's no women there. That's that entire thing. There's something weird messed up going on there. That's another thing that all of the fan theories all over the internet is why is there just <laughs> one male other than Scar for that entire troop? You don't know. That is the pride. That's how it kills goes. Them. Yeah, kills all of them. Exactly. So he he kind of grows up in Mufasa's shadow, which was obvious from the film, but you kind of see it. Like, Scar did not start out as a bad guy, but because Mufasa was like, I'm going to be the leader, I'm going to run this show, kind of falls by the wayside, finds a group of friends who are marginalized, and that's the hyenas. So the, you see the three hyenas from the movie, you think, like, why is he teamed up with these guys in, in Lion King? It's because they've been his friends his entire life. Those are his only friends. They're dumb. They don't... They you know, they come from the other side of the tracks, but they're his friends, you know, and that's why he supports them. That's why they're his crew is because they've been there from the beginning. He doesn't have anybody else. His dad dead, his mom probably having sex with his brother. As weird as that sounds, that's the pride because it's weird. There's only a few female lions. So there's some weird stuff, Hamlet level stuff going on there. It's like, why does, uh, <laughs> you know, it's all weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, before I got too far off on a tangent on that one, so he hangs out with these hyenas, and they're like, hey, man, how come we come, can't come over to your place? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Why don't you come over to my place? He brings home the hyenas, and Mufasa, or not Mufasa, yeah, Mufasa freaks the fuck out. He's like, you cannot bring the hyenas here. They're not meant to be here, because this is when we discover, like, the whole pride is just racist as hell. Yeah, just, just real racist. And that's why the hyenas got to live over in the bones. Like, that's creepy. <laughs> like, that's, here, hyenas, go live in the graveyard. That's some messed up segregation. It's not even just gerrymandering. It's like, no, no, no. You also have to live where all the dead people are. Take that. <laughs> so, so there's living over there. So he brings them home. And that's when he learns. He's like, oh, man, like, I need to stand for something. So from then on there, he, he becomes the doting brother. He is Mufasa's right hand because he is slowly worming his way into the po- political realm. And while he's doing that, he's earning the rest of the hyenas' trust. He's like, listen, I'm not one of you, but I, I, I see the plight. I, I, I can say I understand, but I don't on this level. But my best friends here, including Ed, who back then, genius. Yeah. Yeah, smartest one out of all of them. He's his political manager. And he's like, listen, we're going to get you elected. I know how to talk to the hyenas. So between the four of us, we can get their vote. Mm-hmm. So they start teaming up the hyenas. And he starts teaming up with a few of the other people while secretly making plans to kill all of them. Because that's the other uh, platform he's going to start running on is feeding everyone. Because who are they going to eat? (laughs) (laughs) And that was the other thing. Like, he's running on a platform of there should be no separation. We should all live together. Integration. And... Listen, I think we all should be allowed to eat food. <laughs> so, and so the hyenas, he's run on a platform. Listen, you can come live in the pride, and we're all going to get food. So two very noble causes. While his brother's just sitting up there, lap of luxury, all these women, he starts having babies. And he's like, listen, this baby's going to have sex with that baby. Like, listen, go have fun, kids. Here's Zazu, who's a prick, by the way. He's the main antagonist of the film. You think it's Mufasa? It's not. Because Zazu knows all of this yeah, is happening. Yeah, Mufasa is just the idiot front man mm-hmm. he's the idiot king where zazu knows all this is happening so not only is he playing mufasa but he's also like fuck scar yeah he's like making sure he stays on that side you will never get voted in seeing with like you know putting it in simba's head that scar is this terrible guy which he is he's not a fan because simba's gonna take his throne which isn't rightfully his but he feels it should be yeah. or like maybe he could raise simba and make him better mm-hmm. also i think there might be a subplot in there simba's actually his kid Interesting. I think that it's a possibility. It's not up there, but I think you could play around with it. At least not show it explicitly, but show that he also had some sort of... What's the name of Simba's mom? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I can't think of it. Nala is the other Nala, one. Nala but... is 
the 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 girl lion yeah. that Simba falls in love. So with. So if you don't do the classic, like he was in love with Mufasa's Is wife, be something no. like that. Yeah, but maybe you don't do it with Mufasa's wife, but maybe Nala's mom. Mm-hmm. Her and Scar had a thing when they were younger, you know. And so that whole thing is going on. This is where he meets his actual wife, quote unquote, where he has the little mohawk kid from Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. Lion King 2. This is where he meets her. And while she's kind of sketchy and grungy, she supports him. And she's like, listen, I'm kind of wackadoo, but I think you got some good ideas. So they start hooking up. That's where she gets pregnant. He's like, I don't know if I can handle this. And also, we're going to get into some deep shit. You need to go hide. So she runs off. That's when he starts putting his master plan together. Him and Ed are like, okay, we have to kill your brother. And he's like, I don't know if I can kill my brother. And he's like, you have to. Like, if you want to do what's right for the pride, for the people, you got to do it. Uh So this is where he puts the whole master plan together. And at the end, he can't do it. He's like, listen, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my brother, because he's going to kill himself one of these days, being old and drinking. I'm just going to drive Simba away. Uh During that whole thing... Mufasa actually does die. He goes after Simba. He realizes his brother, while dumb, while terrible king, good father. And this is where he starts to feel really bad. It's because now he's running through there. He knows he's about to get trampled. He goes over there. It's too late. Brother's dead. But he's gone too far. He cannot go back. He has a vision for the pride. He tells Simba to run. He gives him the whole speech. Like, this is your fault. Don't worry. I'll cover it up. But you leave. Sarabi. Sarabi. You were right. Nice. Kind of reminds me of, like, Cerebi, like, the yeah. website for Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I thought I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, that happens, and then he takes over. But turns out, running on a platform of feed everybody and everything's okay, not exactly logical. <laughs> like, the logistics just weren't there. And he gets into a fight with Ed. And Ed's like, listen, this is what you wanted. We got to figure out how to do it. And Scar's just like, I don't, I don't know how to fix this. And Ed's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. And he stops pretending to be the 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 dunce, the the, the dumb one the entire time, uh-huh. and actually just adopts that persona full heartedly. And but but I don't think I covered that in the beginning. Is Ed has been faking that whole uh, dunce routine oh, yeah. through the whole yeah. thing. Okay, I'm making sure like everyone picked up on that. Like that was just a persona so he could secretly run the campaign. Uh-huh. So he could talk to the hyenas. So everyone thinks he's dumb because he's the mastermind, you know. So he actually goes in there. Now people don't know if he's faking it or not. They're just like, well, I guess Ed was dumb the whole time. And Scar's left to run the kingdom on his own. He doesn't know how. And it slowly falls apart. They're eating way too many of all the other people who he pledged to support in the pride. So they're turning on him. The lions now don't have stuff to just engorge themselves on. So they're turning on him. He doesn't have the support of the actual pride anymore. Because they found out Simba's coming back. You know, that bitch Nala. She's, she's been on his case the entire time since she was a little girl. And that's when he has the, sh- the showdown with Simba. And that's when he dies. Falls the same way that Mufasa did. Gets real dark. And that's the end. It's almost a tragic story. You don't you don't quite agree with Scar. It's not like a changing of everything. It's not okay, all of a sudden he's the good guy, but you can see how someone would get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is the descent into madness. Right. What do you think? Yeah, you're nice. I respect it. You respect it? Okay. And that's why I mean uh, that's why I wanted to give the disclosure. I'm like, these aren't new ideas. People have talked about this stuff, but I wanted to put it together in a political thriller that actually has legs where you yeah. can see he did run up, he did stand for something at one point in time but after losing ed he he was like he had no one to help him he he was not the brains behind the operation he was the he was the soul yeah he was the face exactly exactly 
does Ed get to eat Zazu? I think definitely, definitely. The other the other idea I had was that Ed, like him and Scar get into a fight. That's the deleted scene. Is maybe before all that happened, right before like the whole movie happens. Like this is all leading up to the campaign starting. Him and Ed get into a fight. Ed falls over, knocks Ed, his, Ed head, his head, yeah, and he comes down, and that's when Scar goes full evil. Yeah, that's when he gets the the Nazi song that he yeah. has is because like he he hurt his only friend. Yeah, and yeah. You know, that's the other idea. Yeah. I don't. I like that idea, but it doesn't allow as much political thrillerness. You know, right? That makes him evil way earlier on in the film, right? But either way, I think it's good. I think it's got legs. How you promote it? Aaron Sorkin. You have Aaron Sorkin do the screenplay, like do like the actual script. So like my idea, but Aaron Sorkin writes it, okay. and that's how we do it. Like this is a walk and talk political thriller from Aaron Sorkin, but with Lion King. Interesting. Yep. Do you, how do you make money off of it besides tickets? Besides tickets? Yeah. Aaron Sorkin's master class, the entire semester, is covering how he wrote The Lion King Scars POV. So this is, it, it becomes like, this is the writer's writer's movie. Okay. So this is like the most like, oh man, no tropes, this is all original ideas, the dialogue is, is spick span, and you sell it to those people. Uh, tie-in marketing doesn't work. So, right, so it's so it's a lower budget. Yes, film. definitely lower budget. You shoot it like uh, like some of the earlier like, like the Kennedy films, like when they show like his campaign and stuff. Or, like you shoot it like a grassroots movement. Yeah, because that's the that's the budget that's the you point. have. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the point of the movie, and that's the budget you can work. And maybe political stunt, we go real lines. No. I think you got to keep it animated. What was that really famous movie where, like, the director couldn't get people to act in it, so he had his family act in it, and he had real lions? I don't know. It's called, like, Battle Royale or something. It's, like, not the Battle Royale. It's, like, an older film, and it's, like, one of the worst films of all time. It's, like, people really got mauled by lions in it. Oh. Oh, dear. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we've heard that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Hail Mary. It's like, it's like, if Aaron Sorkin doesn't sell it to the studio, and they're like, how do we merchandise? I'm like, well, you don't. Maybe you do like viral marketing or something. And they're like, no, you got to give us something else. I'm like, Real Lions. <laughs> that's that's my Hail Mary in the picture. Real Lions. Live action. I, I, I learned to tame myself. That's the, pl- <laughs> that's the stunt that we do. That's the viral marketing campaign is me learning how to deal with the lions. And not like domesticated lions. I'm talking Serengeti. Yeah, let's go catch some let's lions. Let's go catch some lions. <laughs> die, die some mains red. <laughs> die one brown. <laughs> Pete is coming after me, but this movie is going to be big, guys. I'm telling you. All right. So... That's that's done. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> that's uh, done. <laughs> welcome to a little segment I like to call the winning pitch. <laughs> so we just did that one. <laughs> so Terry got the Lion King. Terry got Scar. I was thinking. <laughs> I, I got it. Like oh, don't even Terry. So, I'm not the Mufasa to your Scar. So so we were talking, and I I had to think of another good. Disney villain. Yeah. And we got a lot of pitches. There was a lot of them. It was like, basically, it was all of, it's the yeah, same it's, thing as Lion King. It was every, like, every classic Disney movie has a villain. Yeah. It was Jafar from, you know, but we've Aladdin seen from Maleficent. Yeah. Uh, there's a musical based on Jafar's point of view. Yeah. Star Kid did that musical. Yep. Yeah. You know who we haven't seen? Who? Hades. <laughs> I still, I want, I, I'm excited to hear this. I, it, that movie, half that movie's already from Hades' point of view. That's all of Greek. Mythology. Not true. That's like the tragedy. That, it's all about him that whole movie is narrated by who? The muses. The muses. The right. daughters of Zeus. Are they the daughters of Zeus? They are. Okay. 
isn't everyone's daughter of Zeus though? Like, didn't he just like screw all of okay. Greece as a dolphin? Canonically, most of Greece is the child of Zeus. <laughs> he just like but, even the animals. He just like yes. transforms the animals in fox people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's a beam of golden light. He's a swan. Whatever. Where does Kratos come into this? Kratos doesn't come into this. <laughs> that's all Greek. I've played God of War. Okay, that's all Greek mythology so, and Norse. Do you know why Hades rules the underworld? Yes, because his brother took the power and said, "No, now you go to the underworld." Kind of. No, it's something they, like no, that. Uh, after after defeating Kronos, yep. their father. Yep. The 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 what's, three brothers. What's the name of the Titan. Yes, the yeah. Titan of Time. The the three brothers. Poseidon, Hades, and Zeus mm-hmm. drew lots, drew gems from a helmet. Oh, they, they, they rolled they, for it, they basically? They basically rolled for it. Okay. Um, I didn't know but that. But Zeus convinced the uh, his other brothers that, oh, the youngest should get to pick first. Uh. And he cheated and picked the one that he wanted. Right, right. Poseidon being in the middle didn't care. Right. He cheated, picked the one that he wanted. <laughs> So he Hades, just got stuck with the underworld. Knowing that his brothers both probably cheated, took the underworld and just said, fine, I'll be good at my job. Oh, okay. Because throughout all of Greek mythology, Hades is pretty much the only relatively responsible god. Right. He Actually, does his job. I have and- a question. For the theme of this, are like, are you going animated with it? So no. it's like, okay. No. no. Oh, this is like this serious. Is, this this is, is like the live action movie. Kind of like mine is, was like serious live action. This is very action. much, um, what were the, what were those movies? They were uh, Greek mythology, Clash of the Titans. Oh, okay. So it's like that. Very much filmed like that. Okay, cool, cool. So we have why Hades is in the underworld. And that's like the opening scene. Like, they draw the lots and then it cuts to him. And going back to the intro of the actual Hercules movie, uh, rather than the other Titans, we see four titans that are technically not titans but they're 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 fragments of chaos they're yeah yeah the, the lightning you the have, snow you have, uh, the... what were their names uh lithos hydros pyros and stratos okay okay those are the four that are imprisoned and then there's the cyclops who never got a name yeah but he's, he's not he's lightning. not from prison he's just a cyclops right. <laughs> but uh they imprisoned those titans mm-hmm. in in the prison that we see right um as another thing and zeus took his crown and took olympus but as time passed, those gods, the ones who were able to overthrow the Titans and lock them in, in a prison of lightning bolts, transformed into the opulent, lazy, completely disinterested gods that we see at Hercules' first birthday, mm-hmm. who are drinking and partying and having a great time. They're not doing the things. They're not ruling over their domains. Right. They're sitting on Mount Olympus, drinking and being merry. Right. And who's not there? Hades. He's because working. he's good at his job right. and he's doing his job. <laughs> how did he? How did he get? How did he get exiled? Because he kept coming to these parties saying, "We need to. We need to be doing." Yeah, our we gotta jobs. get back to work, guys. There's, there's titans that we have imprisoned, and Hades, king of the underworld is the closest god to Tartarus, where they have Kronos, their father. So, as years pass, and the gods become lazy and kind of disillusioned, Hades finally starts to see Kronos making moves. Obviously, it's not like, hello, Kronos, I see what you're doing down there. 
but he starts to see the signs of his return of movement right of, of some danger like, like you, you see little notes being passed from him to atlas going hey man exactly. don't worry you just wait it out right i'll get that that world off your shoulder and all of a sudden Hades is going i'm the only god who can still fight i'm the only one who can do anything because he's not fat and because lazy. he's not fat and lazy and just partying on mount olympus all day right so how what does he do he goes and he talks to the fates the sisters mm-hmm. talks to them and finds out that there's really only one way to make sure that the gods are ready for this apocalypse. If he becomes the antagonist, if Hercules becomes a hero, right? Because they will rally behind Hercules and they will militarize again. So step one is get Hercules out of Olympus. So he can become a hero and not fat and lazy. Because he doesn't, he can't become a fat, lazy layabout. Okay, okay. I so, see he sends Pain and Panic to take Hercules and drop him off on a farm. Because, Superman style. Exactly. <laughs> because that's where he's going to learn to Which at least Hercules style. work hard. <laughs> so, he gets he gets that hard work ethic on the farm. But he's never fit in. Why? Because he's not supposed to be a farmer for his whole life. He's supposed to be a hero. So, we follow... Uh, the rest of the intro to Hercules becoming Hercules, right? Very similarly, one thing: uh, Poseidon has a trident, Zeus has a lightning bolt. What does Hades have? Do you know? Fire. No. The... He has the helm of darkness, which lets him be invisible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Helm of darkness is a paladin's helmet. You cannot turn invisible. <laughs> that's no. That's that's what it is, Terry. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so it allows him to turn invisible. So, I did not know this. So. You have uh, Phil Philatides asking Zeus if this is his kid, basically. Right. right. Zeus doesn't know. <laughs> Zeus is fucking getting drunk and he's got so turning into kids. a swan. He's like, you don't he want any kids. Care. I have. Yeah, I got all the kids. I got but several kids that are just dolphins. Uncle Hades, who's invisible, maybe pulls a few strings. Make sure Phil starts to train him. Next step. Every single one of the challenges that Hades threw at Hercules unfairly just happened to be something that he could just overcome. Right. That's not happenstance. That's a very clever man sending exactly what needs to be done to make his nephew stronger, better, faster, be the person that he needs to be. Yeah, and the final thing he needs to do is to overcome all the rest of the temptation of going to Olympus. No, no, no. No? He needs to face a final challenge to become a true hero. Right, that's what I mean. But yep. Yeah, and th- that's why I was saying you toss in that little bit of like... So those fragments of chaos yeah. that got locked away, that's the that's the biggest challenge that he can find outside of Kronos, who's right. the real problem. So you turn the titans on. So he, he releases the titans that he already knows from the fates will be defeated by Hercules as long as Hercules is... The person that he has been bred to be. Right. And you let rocks fall as they may. Hades bites the bullet and says, I will be the villain. I will let everyone think that I am the bad guy. I released the Titans. I let people storm Olympus. But you know what happens in that fight scene? All the gods stop being lazy layabouts and Hephaestus starts forging lightning bolts and... Zeus gets back to battle Zeus. Yep. Which is exactly what they needed to actually defeat everybody. 
So not only so it worked out better than he planned. Not only did he inspire his nephew to be the hero that can take down Kronos, he also got the other gods to he got the gods back in, in line. Yeah, and it allows us to end on a monologue of Hades eating a pomegranate over the maw of Tartarus, Is basically basically telling his father that he's already won. Yeah. <laughs> You know time, but like... So you have your, your villain monologue, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's your hero telling the villain that he's already lost. Yeah, I think you set that up almost as the element of, instead of it being like he notices Kronos, he's telling Kronos the story. Yes. Yeah, I think you do it like that, and it's like it's just, you keep cutting back away to the Hercules. I think, it's, don't go Clash of the Titans with that. I think you have the perfect POV, because you have all the comedy in there. Like the opening scene of like them like pulling straws or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that still all of that still works as the animated film because you still have all that pathos. You have all, like that's how you save the budget. I'll tell you why I want it animated. Okay. Because I have, I what I think is great casting for Hercules. Oh, you mean not animated? Yes. Yeah. For, for, for live action, I okay. think I have great casting for Hercules and great casting for Hades. Okay. Who do you have? Hades. Joe Manganiello. Oh. Ooh, In I like suit, that. Clean shaven. Yeah. Well, he has a doesn't he have a beard or goatee? Goatee. Yeah. 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 Keep the sides trimmed. But James Woods is so good as Hades. Oh, he's very good as Hades. I haven't seen uh, Joe Manganiello angry. Either have I. But he doesn't need to be angry. He's not angry. Yeah, but he's got to do that pretend. He's got to do that pretend no, no, no. To, to show, like, hurt that he's, yeah. like, he's angry. But you've seen, you can see him pretending to be angry. I guess, yeah. It's just, like, poor acting, right? It's, ah. Okay. And then Hercules is Milo Ventimiglia. Ooh, I love Milo. You, you guess <laughs> I would watch Milo Ventimiglia read the phone book and pay to see it. Okay, exactly. like I love Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes on up. You ever seen Cursed? No. Christina Ricci, Milo Ventimiglia, the guy who played Zuckerberg in that movie. Okay. The Facebook movie, not Andrew Garfield, the other one. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg yeah. yeah. It's them. Jesse Eisenberg plays a kid who gets bitten by a werewolf and slowly becomes a werewolf. Christina Ricci is his uh, sister who is slowly turning into a werewolf. Um, Josh Jackson. Joshua Jackson, I believe is his name. Um, Pacey from uh, Dawson's Creek plays another actor, plays Christina Ricci's boyfriend. And then you have Milo Ventimiglia playing the best role of his life. He's the He's the jock bully. To Jesse Eisenberg's, uh, like, werewolf main character who's, like, doing the Team Wolf thing where, like, he's winning fights at school now. Mm-hmm. And Milo Ventimiglia is on the wrestling team and he, like, he tries to beat him up. But Jesse Eisenberg is all of a sudden is really good. And then he drives over to his house he's like, hey, I'm sorry I really, I picked on you all these years. But I can tell you're going through some changes. I am too. And he kisses him. And Milo, and, and Jesse Eisenberg's like, whoa, man, I'm not gay. He's like, no, come on. I know you are. He's like, no, 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 I'm not. It's no, cool. I'm a werewolf. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I'm a werewolf. He's like, well, that's not what I expected. But they become best friends. Yeah. Movie's so good. It's not actually. It's not a good film. But Milo Ventimiglia is amazing in it. But anyways, that's my. I love Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> also, he's really good in Hero Season One. Not Season Two though. He gets lightning powers though. Anyways, anyways. Milo Ventimiglia is Hercules. Can he bulk up though? Because even in Have you seen him recently? No. He's he's pretty meaty. Like from like This Is Us. Yeah. He just grew a mustache. No, no. He's Does he's he... not. He's not swole. He's not like. Whoa, that's muscular. But don't but like, you need to be swole to be Hercules? Do you? That's how we always see Hercules, is this, like, busting out of his own skin right. muscle. That's always the argument I've had against Superman. I was like, why does Superman look buff? Yeah. If his powers are derived from the sun and, like, can lift anything, he doesn't need... His muscles yeah. aren't giant. Yeah. He's toned. Yeah. But, course. like, you don't need he doesn't to be... need to be the 
like Ugh. breaking the doesn't let you look breaking like, the measuring tape with your bicep. Like Rob Liefeld yeah. rule. Like he yeah. doesn't have to be the muscle man, no, no neck. Okay. Okay, I can see that. I like that. I like that casting. Who do you get for Zeus? A couple of options. The easy one is uh Joe Manganiello's younger brother. Is he an actor too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Who's his I obviously Manganiello, but I'm not, has he been in anything I've seen? He's been no, he's been in a couple of small things and he's been he's produced on some stuff. Is he good? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but I, he's just someone that looks know. like him. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Is I, I think there's a reasonable reasonable comparison between the three of them as your main characters. As they're a, all dark haired, mm-hmm. kind of on the like Tanner side, but not yeah. actually. Yeah, tanner. no, no, no. Manganiello definitely, definitely, definitely like, a little tan. Uh, the lightly olive skin, and he's starting to get a little salt. And he, pepper he's too. got the salt and pepper down the yeah. sides. I think, I think, as a studio rep, how I would say is like, how about we get Manganiello play all three of the brothers? That's that's the other option. Hades, Zeus, yeah. beside, and show his acting chops. Yeah. because Manganiello Dude, is actually pretty that's good. exactly what they did in Clash of the Titans, right. where Liam Neeson was all three. No, it was Liam Neeson. The, the no, Scars no, no, no. was it? Was it? Uh, it was, Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Was, Ray Fiennes was another Fiennes one. Was it, it was Skarsgård, Ray Fiennes, and, and Liam Neeson. And Liam they all okay. look very they all look similar. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. All very angular men. Yeah, but in like the classic like European yeah. look. Yeah. You know, not a good film. They were good in it. Yeah, though. they were. They were good in it. Yeah. Yeah, this, Clash of the Titans was real bad. Why they made both of them too? They yeah. made Clash of the Titans and, and Wrath of the Titans. Wrath of the Titans. Yeah. Uh, and like. You look at the old one, like what, terrible, like stop animations. I'm like, it still kind of holds true. Yeah. It's kind of like when you watch like the Ten Commandments. You're like, this is not like acting wise. It's not the same thing, but like, this is cool. Like, I feel the pathos coming off these characters. Like, man, they they meant it. Mm-hmm. They practiced this. Like, you watch like Attack of the uh, not Attack of the Titans. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Attack of the Titans. That movie's not good. <laughs> there's there's no pathos. There. No one knows what their role is. If you ask the guy who played him, like played, um, who was what's the name of the guy from Wrath of the Titans and Clash of the Titans? Who, who is is that? It's not Jason. No, no, that's the Argonauts. Uh, he's got Theseus. the. Sh- is it Theseus? Ooh, it's is one it, of the. It's, it's not Perseus. I think it's Theseus. It's one of them. Doesn't yeah. matter. If you ask that guy who he's playing, he would have the same conversation me and you just played now. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Guy has a sword. Guy has shield. Yeah. I did it. No offense to that guy. But that was not not your top performance. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. How do you sell it? Other than okay. Meganello going. Number one. <laughs> easiest sale of my life. Mountain Dew colon Olympus. <laughs> Mountain Dew, colon Olympus. You want Pain and Panic still have their Hercules gear. (laughs) Because that's a whole joke. But Hades can be happy about it. Right, it's the the reference to, this is the sequel to the cartoon, but not a cartoon, but we have some of the elements to play on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Also sponsored by McDonald's? (laughs) Maybe. You could sponsor it by McDonald's. I don't know that you have to. Again, as the studio rep in me, who's drinking the Coke in the film? Who's drinking the Mountain Dew? Right. Do you Pain have- and Panic. Pain and Panic are... <laughs> Mountain Olympus do. No, no, exactly. Do you get Bobcat Goldway to come back? Probably. I don't remember who played Panic. I don't remember. I just remember Bobcat yeah. Goldway played played Pain. Um, your trailers are your other big thing. And I think that's just narrated by Joe Mandanello over this pit that rumbles. And that is him telling Tartarus. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. You set it up as almost a mystery. Like, who's he talking to? Yeah. Who is he? What's that helmet? Is that Hercules? Is yeah. this a Hercules reboot? Yeah. Is this the thing? You, you, like, you make it the mystery of it. You do the um, Cloverfieldish like type thing yeah. where it's like, 
What, what exactly what is thing? this? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I like that. You have yeah. a pretty, pretty simple line of merch you can sell because mm-hmm. you have your four elements. Right. So you have your four colors. If you get some good graphic effects artists, you just have some cool looking monsters. Right. Um. And then you get a companion comic ah. to show the actual uh, feats of Hercules. Yeah, I was gonna say you show the feats of Hercules. That it's like again, like ours is different than the than the um, than the original movie, but still, he still fights stuff that, he, that Hercules didn't fight. But you, but you still show him fighting the Nemean lion yeah. and him clearing out the stables and him becoming the hero you see at the end of it. Right. I think after my Scar movie, there is a end credit scene where someone goes and retrieves Scar's pelt, and he still wears it in the where Hades goes to the, the studio to make sure that Hercules is learning to be a hero, and you still it still ties together that way, just like in the cartoon. <laughs> you, still, you still have Scar's pelt. <laughs> One thing I don't know is like I don't have any casting for for the Lion King movie. I want to see the audience cast that cast my Aaron Sorkin Lion King film, and like it has to be the same movie I that I pitched. James Earl Jones. <laughs> In all the roles. No, no, no. Just as, just as fa- the, the father. The yes, he, he doesn't play Mufasa this time. He plays the, the eldest lion. Exactly. So that role is taken. It's got to be James Earl Jones. But I want to see everybody else cast the rest of it. Yeah. I think that I think I, I'm excited to see that. Because, again, my roles aren't specific. Like, the script is what speaks to it. Yeah. We don't have them filled out. Although Jessica Chastain has to be in it. I don't know in what role, but she has to be in it. She was just in an Aaron Sorkin film. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it was like Molly's game. It was like the first directorial debut of Aaron Sorkin. Small thing for you to understand what the hell I'm talking about. Cool. <laughs> so next up, we're going to go into our rapid fire section. So this is the section where we come up with 10 to 15 pitches and we go fast. You know, we're, we're only doing a minute to two minutes. Fast-ish. These are all the other pitches that we got in for this topic. They were like, you know what? Maybe we can't go 15, 20 minutes on this, but we can come up with a few ideas. So the first up, we have... Jafar working his way up. So how did he work his way into the Sultan's, uh, you know, posse? He had to be like a, just like a, a clerk at a store. <laughs> he's, he's like Einstein. Like he's he's, he's just the accountant. He's just like some trader's accountant who like started either cooking the books or like just made the business successful enough that he was like, I don't need to work here. <laughs> but where does he get all of his tricks and magicians? Oh, like, where does know? where does he get the magician the magician stuff? Right. I think we go the more the route is we show the parallel that him and Aladdin have more in common than they originally thought. You think like, he was he's a, a street rat? A street. He, he was he, a street rat. And, and more than like the, the like Aladdin was the quick and nimble. He was the long con. Yeah. He he was the 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 face. Yes. Exactly. He was slowly building these things, and that's why he understands what Aladdin's up to. Yeah. I like that. What's next? Uh, we have Ursula living in Triton's shadow as they were growing up. Ooh. It's because she has tentacles. <gasps> it's a race oh, thing. It's a race thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like Triton looks like Poseidon. Yeah. That's why he's doted upon. That's why he gets the crown. She gets the Triton. He gets, he gets the, the Triton. Okay. She That's why Triton. he gets the Triton. And she gets the crown. Right. Maybe the crown makes her look different. Ooh. You think... Does like, the crown does the crown make her look like just a humanoid? Yes. It makes her look like Triton. It's just the mermaid. Interesting. 
And maybe, like, because, like, they lead you to believe that, like, he cursed her to look like that. Yeah. And, like, no, that's her original form. Yeah. It's the Shrek. That's it's what the, she, yeah. No, this is me. That's what she's supposed to look like. Yes. Everyone just didn't like that. Exactly. It's everybody else's problem. Now I'm going to go be Sea Witch and yeah. live up to all of your expectations. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how we go. I like that. Pain and Panic sitcom. That's just a show I would watch. <laughs> I think you go back to the original cartoon, yep. and you do it like not odd couple style. It's just them, they're buffoonery. Yeah, like more like my name is Earl. Yeah, it's them making yeah. up for all of the crappy things yeah. they did under Hades' rule. Yeah. No, it's, it's post. It's post movie, and they're just like on parole, basically. <laughs> exactly, it's them having to make up. Hercules is like, listen, you guys don't have to go back to the underworld, yeah. but you gotta fix stuff. Yeah. I like it. it's them. Try- it's like almost it's, it's Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, exactly. They're it's, going and collecting all of the all the all other the demons mistakes. And, yeah. and fixing their problems. I like yeah. that. I I really like that one. I never. I saw a few episodes of the Lilo and Stitch like show when I was watching the Timon and Pumbaa recently. I also only saw a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, not the entire series. I had it, it sparked something inside of me, like when I was a kid, which was like it was the Pokemon Digimon collectathon shows where you just want to see what other little creatures they had. So I was watching it a few episodes with my daughter. She was like, "Look at that one's electric, and that one does that." And I was just like, "There's no other aspect to the show." But although they did, all, I like that they all did get jobs. Yeah. At the end of every episode, he found a place for them on the island, yep. which I thought was neat. But I don't think it did the whole thing. Wasn't Lilo or wasn't Stitch like? Like experiment six two six. Yeah, there was not six. There were not six hundred twenty six episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think there was like experiment six two five was excellent though. Wasn't that like a sequel movie? No, no, no. He was oh. he was the the yellow orange dude. Yeah, wasn't that the it wasn't a sequel movie? Oh, that was the was first one. That was show. the electric one. No, 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 no. He's the guy who's eating sandwiches in every episode. I don't remember. I it I think that's sixty five. But yeah, it's but like I think I know what you're talking about. It's the immediate rendition before Stitch. Is right. just like. Chill. This lazy dude who is this stoner dude who yes, likes to make remember that. Yes, yes, okay. All right. Next up is Clayton and Kerchak's odd couple like show. Ooh. I I say we propose so Kerchak, he's the evil one. You know how the gorillas go and take care of him? Mm-hmm. They don't take care of him. Okay. Kerchak's like, we're gonna reform you. They get on a boat, he's gonna take them to an island, teach them the way that the, the gorillas do, and they get shipwrecked. And it's just them having to survive. They're the only ones they can talk to. So it's like their odd couple like show. Like Gilligan's Island? Yes. You know what? Forget the odd couple. It's Gilligan's Island with Kerchak and Clayton. That's much better. It was supposed to be. It was a three hour tour. (laughs) (laughs) And they never made it back to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Hunter from Bambi. Plus. Nope. That's what it says. The Hunter from Bambi. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's all it is. It's, it's Gaston. That's just Gaston. It's wasn't it supposed to be just like a normal American guy? Doesn't that movie take place in like, like the nineteen? Yeah, but it's like, funnier 70s? if it's just like that's why like Gaston just comes back with this deer head, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the Beauty and the Beast after that. I think it's just basically it's it's like Escanaba in the Moonlight without the comedy. It's just the dude. He's like, listen, I gotta get a deer. Like it's yeah. embarrassing. I never get one. Oh, there's one. She's a, she's a beaut. She got a little one. I won't take the little one. He's too small. Shoots and, then, and that's the end. It's yeah. it's not even a show. It's it's thirteen minutes. It's just a yeah. short of this dude's it, yeah. really bad day, and he needs to get a deer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kills Bambi's oh, mom. That's rough. <laughs> oh, because you want to hate him. You want to think he's this bad guy. Because like you think, who's the villain of Bambi? The hunter. Except yeah. He's not a villain. No. He's not even important. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. He just went hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so Oof. anyways, Oof. um, this one is just this one just says the town from Beauty and the Beast. 
colon Gaston and LeFou. Okay. So is it just like the hijinks of that town? It's kind of like, uh, not Downton Abbey, but like more like just a, uh, it's a short form British comedy where it's just about like the hijinks of the town, even though I think that's supposed to be a French town. Yeah, it is French. Yeah. But like, I, I picture it as a British comedy. Okay. <laughs> where it's just like them, it's like the weird hijinks. There's one lady who she's just full on murder. She wrote in it and just, she just keeps thinking she's trying to solve murders and no one's dying. Like. And then there really is a conspiracy. People are disappearing, going to the castle, it, never coming no, back. No, no, it depends. Do you subscribe to the idea that that whole town is locked in stasis because of the curse on the because castle? Because of the curse, and they're the same. It's actually like 1999. It's, and they it's never... their whole, like, everyone whose family worked in the castle were, lived in the town and so froze in time. Mm-hmm doomed to repeat their same personalities over and over and over. So you make it more of like a Groundhog's Day where Belle's the only one that notices or No, Bell notices and Gaston, Gaston notices. notices. Yeah, Cuz Gaston everyone... comes in from war. Right. And Belle moves with her father. Right. And they're weird where he plays up and he's like, "You know what? I can be popular cuz it's the same day every yeah. day. It's easy to exploit." And she's just like, "I just want to read my books and yeah. not be a part of this." Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or you go the opposite way where it's like they just know that there's a curse, and they're okay with it. Yeah. They want to maintain the status quo. Yeah. Don't go up there. We didn't like those Don't go to anyways. the cursed castle. Why would you go to a cursed, cursed castle. castle? Yeah. And, like, while Gaston's a jerk, like, Bell is kind of a jerk to everyone, so it's like, he's kind of right. Yeah. He's kind of a douchebag, but. Yeah. I like that. Where's LeFou fit into? It's Gaston's boyfriend. Yeah. But, like, but is Gaston into him, though? He is, but he's afraid to admit it. That's why he's going after Bell. Because he knows he'll never obtain Belle, therefore he never has to actually be with he her. He never had. He has the the perception. Oh, he's chase. He doesn't want to date anybody else because he's constantly chasing Belle. But he's really into LeFou. Yeah, and then they kind of do that in the new movie. And is they kind of play is it that. Up. Why I guess sounds a dick. <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's, he's upset. A, he's, no, he's, he's repressed, he, and he's very specific. Like, no, no, I don't want Belle to actually like me. Right. Why I don't care. Right. I think I think they did play with that a little bit. It wasn't like Josh Gad's they, character like into they, him? Then yeah. I never saw. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I never Josh saw. Ga- it, so Josh Gad's character or LeFou was into Gaston. Gaston was not into LeFou. Okay. okay. And there was the first openly gay moment in a Disney movie that was really just two guys dancing together. Who LeFou with? and one of the other characters, I believe. Was it Ewan McGregor's uh, uh, Candelabra? No. No, no, no. It was it was another villager. Oh, it was, okay. it was the villager who who was constant, who no who had constantly been. Oh, and this guy's fine with being put in a dress because he attacked the the wardrobe and. Oh, Jesus. So it's like, come on, yeah, come on. Okay. Anyways, next one up is the collector's story from Toy Story. Two. Mm. I think it is, we do it like Antiques Roadshow. It's him going to all these places and getting the toys to finish his collection. He's not a bad guy. He's weird. He's eclectic. He's a little, like, neurotic and eccentric. Not eclectic, eccentric. He's, he's a guy in, like, his 30s who really loved the show. Yeah, and, it's just, and, you, do, and you do it, like, almost reality t- show style where it's just him going, like, hey, I believe that is from, uh, was it Woody's Roundup? Yeah. 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 That, that's Woody's Roundup. But, actually, you know what? I don't think that is. I think that's an off-brand version. I will give you $30 for it. Yeah. It's like him haggling yeah. across the United States, yeah. collecting all of the toys. Wow. It's, and it's it's a web series. It's a blog. It's a blog, exactly. While simultaneously trying to pitch it as a show, as a revival. Yeah. Because he owns all these toys, and he remembers it fondly, and no, and it's him getting rejected constantly yeah. because no one wants it. It's like, yeah. who cares? Who gives a crap about yeah. what he's wound up? 
I like that. I like that show. Yeah, I would watch that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Plus, you know, Pixar would make it, and it would be it'd be full of pathos. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you would start to feel for Newman's, the collector. Like, Newman sure. from Seinfeld did the collector yeah. in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember his actual name, but. Uh, Corella DeVille, but it's her rise to power. It's almost like her Devil Wears Prada. Like, if she was Anne Hathaway's character. It's how she worked her way up through the fashion scene to become who she was. I think it's got to be a story of her fall from grace. Right. She goes in as with high morals and like, I would never do anything unethical. And then she has to make one, one bend. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, what's, what's it called her? It's gotta be her magnum opus. Yeah. And the one thing that she sees no one has dogs. Yeah. Dalmatians. Yeah. It's genius. Spotted. Yeah. It's fucked up, but it's genius. And it's, and it's, that becomes her thing. Like, she doesn't want to keep killing puppies, but it's her thing. Yeah. She's got to give them what they want. Yeah. Got to give the people what they want. She does it one time off of fake fabric. Mm-hmm. And they love the idea, but find out it's fake fabric. And they're like, no, this is fake fur. Why would we ever buy yeah. fake fur? We got to do it real. Okay. And it has it has the Breaking Bad scene where she crosses the barrier, like, you know, like, where, where he lets the girl die. She has to, like, strangle a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the super dark scene. Oh, God. Yeah. It's oh. the, and, yeah, it's the, and she just starts doing the Corella DeVille laugh and lights the cigarette, and then she's rich. And she, she's crying the whole scene. She, oh, yeah. She yeah, starts she's crying. Yep. And that's, and the, it's the, like the, the Joker. Sob, it's yeah, like the, the sob devolves into the cackle. The cackle. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's really cool, and though. She's just crazy. Yeah. She, the, she broke. And after that, she's just been crazy. Yep. Oh, that's dark. It is really oh. dark. <laughs> oh. Um, the evil stepmother from Snow White as the witch. I think it's just her. It's like, so here's the thing. This is my idea for it. And I think this is what they were going for when they pitched it to us. Is so Snow White's stepmom turns into the witch, right? Mm-hmm. She's just at a house in the woods. Mm-hmm. She didn't know when Snow White was going to run through. She had to have been staying there for a little while. That has to be, like, her getaway. Yeah. So when she gets away, she can't be the stepmother. People will know that's the queen. Yeah. So she's got to just dress up as a witch. So it's yeah. her adventures as the witch, like, in between going back to the castle and poisoning Snow White. Is she just, like... She's, like, the town apothecary. Yeah. She's just, and like, chilling out she, there. Like, she can't... There's, she can't do anything like that in the castle. Yep. But, like, the castle probably also doesn't take <gasps> care of the town. Right. So she's like she's, she's like, out there. She's smart enough and she's good enough at magic or alchemy or whatever to help the town. And she's like, I need to no, let me go help the town. No, you can't. You're a queen. You have to sit and you and need to sew and, and you and... need to learn to get along with my daughter. It's important to me. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other thing though, all that is still true except the witch is her true form. Oh, she goes back there to be herself. That's what she Ooh. really looks like. She's really old. She's she really the witch. She tricked her way into being the queen. Yes, into the queen. And that's why she resents Snow White, because her beauty is real. Yeah. That's I why like she's it. not the fairest of them all, because hers is fake. I like it. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, finally, we have the general from Atlantis stealing other artifacts. Because they, I think, I think what they're getting at is that he's done it before, right? Like, he makes it, like, the, all the mercenaries are mercenaries in that film. Like, yeah. they're bad guys. Yeah. They become good because of Milo, right? Yeah. So, they turn on the general. So, it's like, they're a ragtag bunch of groups, like, like strong-arming their way across, like, different countries and being mercenaries. So, like, they have done this job before. It wasn't but with was, Atlantis, yeah, but... Was it that same group of mercenaries? Yeah, they'd all worked together. Like, okay. they're all, like, the dark people, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and it never mattered. 
Because yeah. it was always from an empty tomb. Yep. It was always, we stole this oh, from man. the pyramids. We stole this from... And that's why it gets dark, some too. Ruins. That's why they become... Like, that's why he starts to become more jaded and more evil, because they finally found something, and he's not letting Milo ruin it. Like, finally, th- we're not going to be a joke. We're yeah. not just going to be the mercenaries that you hired. Yeah. We found something real this time. Yeah. We're getting it back, kid. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. that. Plus, that adds more to his character. It makes it seem like less than he, the random turn that happens in that movie, and more like, no... We're bad guys, but, like, this is why. Yeah. Yeah, I like we, that. We've devolved into bad guys. Right. Huh. All right. I think that... <laughs> let me leave it there. We... Th- there was way more, like, story into some of these than I expected. <laughs> I told you, man. Disney. I need to watch some And more... also, like, one Pixar movie. And one Pixar... I mean, that's Disney. No, it's not. Disney Pixar is one thing. Now. Oh, Disney Pixar is. Yeah. Yes. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of DreamWorks. DreamWorks. We didn't do any which is, DreamWorks. No, we didn't. I mentioned El Dorado. Yeah, DreamWorks is not Disney. Yeah, no, it is not. And it's not Pixar. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let John slowly slip into his acid trip. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Pitch for Pitch. Uh, we want you to make sure you check out iTunes, leave us a review, like, subscribe. Uh, five stars really goes a long way. Uh, that's what gets us trending that's what gets us on other lists we'd love for you to support us that hey, way if you don't think we earned five stars this episode tell us what we can do to earn five stars next yeah episode. seriously any we, we love constructive criticism we want to see what you what you think also if you're gonna leave suggestions send it over to our contact form on professionalentropy.com slash pitch for pitch we have all of our information over there like us on twitter which is pitch for pitch podcast at Pitch for Pitch Podcast, right? Or is it at just Pitch for Pitch. At, I'm sorry. At Pitch for Pitch. We are um, professionalentropy at gmail.com, pitch for pitch podcast at gmail.com, or at professionalentropy or at PE Podcast. Yes. So you can check us out on all of those platforms. We have Instagram. We have Tumblr as well, if you've heard. You can check out our Facebook group. Contact us. Let us know your other suggestions. We have tons of other suggestions to work through, but we'd love to see what you like. Always need more. Always need more. Also, if you want to guarantee your pitch gets read over on Pitch for Pitch, you can head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash professionalentropy. You can subscribe over there, become a patron. That means you get all of our podcasts early. You get bonus content, bonus episodes. You can work towards our stretch goals of releasing more content like this, more Pitch for Pitch forever um and you can make sure that your podcast ideas get read aloud so anything else to add i'm at resident Seville on twitter i'm at mr oprah all right this is pitch for pitch and we're out <laughs>